Welcome to I Love My HBCU Question Mark, the podcast where we express our undeniable love for HBCUs, but where we are also not afraid to address a few tough questions. So, sit back, learn a little, love a lot, and rep your HBCU. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of I Love My HBCU Question Mark. Yes, I'm just going to go right into it and say I am absolutely nervous to meet these amazing, amazing Morgan State University alum of Vontel. And it is Tracy and Nancy of Vontel. Can you say hello to our audience, please? Hello. Hello to everyone out there. So this is slightly embarrassing uh, for me to admit that I did not even know. I am not a Morgan alum. I am a professor. I'm not. I am a professor and administrator at Morgan for almost 20 years now. Oh, and when I, I, I'm, a, I'm a total Morganite. Let's guess, total Morganite. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm clear to say I'm not an alum because, you know, the Morgan alum, they, they, they literally, they, they will literally put me in my place if I claim that I am and I'm not. But do you know the absolute joy to turn on your television one day, at least Tosin, and I see these two ladies on my screen and they have these gorgeous frames on and there is a professor at Morgan who's like, oh my gosh, it's Tracy, it's Nancy. And I'm like, who's Tracy? Who's Nancy? And he's like, those are my Morgan sisters. So Morgan is so proud, so proud that you are repping like crazy in a space that I don't know if too many of us even would have thought or ventured I've read the story, but I want you to share the Paris story that birthed Vontel. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing story. Think about this. You have a best friend, Nancy. She's my best friend. We met in Morgan State some 30 years ago. And, you know, when things happen in your life, you call your best friend to complain about it. So I lost a pair of glasses and... I called Nancy to complain about it because one, glasses are expensive. And two, they really, they just were looking boring, right? I was like, Mm -hmm. I want a new pair. I want to look for a replacement pair, but they just looked boring. They didn't fit well. I always had indentations on my nose and my cheeks. And I called Nancy to complain about it. And before you know it, she books a trip to Paris. Yeah. So we end up in Paris and uh, we go into, it's called Silmo. It's an expo. It takes place during fashion week. And Tracy and I enter, first of all, when you enter, it's this palatial uh, entrance and we take pictures, which we still can't even find. And we're so excited. But day one, we noticed something immediately. There's no one that looks like us there. Literally, there are 37,000 people that are attending this eyewear expo that is four football stadiums large with manufacturers, with um, eyewear brands, everything you can think across the board, everything, everyone's represented except us. So it was at that point when Tracy and I looked at each other and we were like, aha, this is why glasses don't fit. We're never, we were never included in the equation. If you're not represented, you can't 
you can't make glasses for your cheekbones or for your nose or for your head shapes. So we decided to create glasses for us. So mm-hmm. I must say this, for those who are not watching, you are missing out <laughs> on Tracy modeling a new pair literally every other minute. And it, it's gorgeous. And Tracy, you've, you've, you've worn about three of them now and they have names. Can you tell us the names of the ones that you've been wearing? You started off with which one? So the blue and cream is called the Crescent. And again, we thought about our uh, sorority sisters and brothers, and these are blue and cream. And if you're in Zeta or into Phi Beta Sigma, Sigma, yes, you would love these glasses. We did do a special divine collection inspired by the sororities and fraternities because knowing that we went to an HBCU that we love so much and how many people love their colors to rep them. Um, we got so much feedback from our customers and, and the good thing about being a small company, emerging brand, you can listen to your customers and create based on what they need. So these are the crescents. I had on a pair of orange ones because I got a rep Morgan state. These are star geezers. These are actually for men, but women can wear them too. And they're just great. And then I had on another pair of blue glasses cause I'm repping the blue and orange. This is called the finer also very translucent. The light catches it. It's just beautiful. And then I had on the Linux Avenue Green, we did a collaboration with Harlem uh, Haberdashery Boutique in New York. They've been in business for 30 years. They dress Fat Joe, Puff Daddy, all, you know, Buster Rhymes. And we did a collection with them. And this is their aviators. Wow. How do you come up with these names? Literally, we put a lot of thought into it. We don't just throw something to the wall. When we thought of the crescents, we realized that represented Phi Beta Sigma because they have the crescent. Finer, we realized for Zeta Phi Beta that they run on the word finer. And so everything we do, even the Lenox Avenue that Tracy has on was selected by the owner and by one of the um, owners, co-founders of Harlem, the Harlem haberdashery. So everything is done with a lot of thought. We just, we don't just throw it out there, but we give it thought and we even give our own meaning and definition to everything. And Harlem haberdashery is in Harlem. So Lenox Avenue is one of the famous avenues. So you want the glasses to mirror the streets, the, you know, the whole ethos of Harlem. So we would not have a Harlem brand and not name them after the streets in Harlem. So we have the Lenox Avenue, we have the Sugar Hill, we have the Harlem Renaissance. So it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah, and the one to... that Nancy has on is the Rwanda Wayfarers, which is our number one seller, best seller, and they're orange and blue. <laughs> right. I had I had to ask because names have meaning, and we attach um, a familial sense when we hear those names. So I was getting warm as you described the meaning behind each one of the names. And people are going to take ownership of these frames beyond you based on the names that you gave them. Um, I want to have, I'm assuming the naming behind the Rwandas, but what's, what's behind that name? So Rwanda is a country in Central Eastern Africa. Absolutely. And by the Democratic Republic of the Congo. So for us, we wanted to make sure that we also represented 
uh, different countries in Africa, and they are known for their tapestries, which is why these glasses have such a beautiful tapestry to it. They are really into the beautiful colors it represents. And so that's why we did the Rwanda. So before before I move on from, she's just modeling them. I want every I single pair that Tracy is modeling, every single pair. I have not seen the Nigerian yet. We have not done that yet. Not saying that we won't get to it, but you know, hold on. Africa is a very vast country, but also recognize that we represent the Latin culture. Yes. Yes. We represent the Caribbean. So there's going to be more than that East Indian. So you're going to see names that are drawn from all of these places. So they're not I'm not rushing you. Yes. I'm not I'm not rushing you. I'm not rushing you. It will come soon. I'm not rushing. I'm just being selfish. My heritage is Nigerian. So of course I'm going to be looking out for the Nigerian, but I, yes. I, I'm not kidding. I love all of them because I'm also looking at colors and the colors are speaking yes. to me. But, Absolutely. So I, I want to, I'm going to throw a rapid fire segment at both of you at 67 Ooh. seconds. <laughs> Nancy's ready. No. I, before... <laughs> Nancy's like, she's ready. If you are not watching, you're missing out. That's all I have to say. You are Tracy. Tracy. Okay. Tracy might have to do one. That's just, I love my HBCU question mark. So that's all. That's all I'm going to wear. Like every single time I go somewhere. Seriously. Okay. I'm going to start 67 seconds on the clock. It's going to start after the first question is read and either of you or both of you can answer the questions. Okay. We ready. Ready. Okay. Describe your HBCU experience in one word. Beautiful. Crazy. Crazy, (laughs) beautiful. I love it. Crazy, beautiful. Who was your favorite professor in college? And I want that from both of you. Dr. (sighs) Kamara. I was a political scientist. Dr. Kennedy. Dr. Kennedy Communications? Yes. Wow. Amazing. And when I got to Morgan, he was still there. He's not there anymore. But when I got to Morgan, he was still there. Um... Hmm. If your time at your H, we talked about music and their beautiful voices that they could easily be Beyonce's backup singers, um, but they disagree with me. However, if your experience at your HBCU was a song, what would the title of the song be? That's that's, that's, that is hard. A song, I would think it would be the bridge is over. <laughs> the butt. The butt. Doing the butt. Doing the butt doing the and bridge. the bridge yes. is over. That reminds me of college. You're always on the bridge. I'm like, so Trace is doing the butt. And shit. Nancy is the bridge is over. Girl class, the bridge is over. <laughs> that ends the 67 seconds. That was fun. Thanks for engaging with me on that. <laughs> Um, how did you make your, for each of you, how did you choose Morgan? There's so many HBCUs around. How did you, how did you, how did you make Morgan home? How was that selection journey for you? For me, it was, I, my very first year I went to uh, SUNY or Westbury. Um, but I always wanted to go to a black college. I think I was a little nervous, but then school days came out. 
And I watched School Days and I remember the Cosby show and then the different world. And I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm applying. And of course, I applied to Howard, Morgan and Hampton. Those are my, was my three. The three. And I had a lot of friends that went to Howard. My mom said, if you go there, you're going to be partying, not studying. Hampton had put me on the wait list. So Morgan <laughs> was it. And I went to Morgan and I saw the campus and it was like a church. It was just so beautiful with the white rocks, you know, the, the campus itself was just beautiful. And I landed at Morgan. I transferred from a Westbury and went to Morgan and I never looked back. It was like the best decision I ever made. You're the first person that I've heard describe it, that it looked like a church. However, you know, those white stones that you refer to actually, I don't think it's the catalyst. I don't want to get it wrong, but it's one of the reasons that led to us being known as a national treasure, like seriously. Yeah. So it, that, there's that. something to that. There's something to that. It's How about you, Nancy? Well, I just learned something from Tracy that we both again have in common. So I applied to Morgan Howard Hampton and Temple. Temple, okay. And what I did, what I, what happened was Hampton put me on the wait list. I did not get accepted to Howard and Morgan was up. And uh, at the time my boyfriend was going to Norfolk. So I didn't want to go to the same school that he was going to. So I determined and my other best friend uh, who went to high school with me was she decided Morgan was the school she was going to go to. So I said, you know what? I did some research. I learned a little bit about it. I learned about uh, Earl G. Graves and a couple of other well-known individuals that went to Morgan. And I said, Morgan is it for me. And when I got there, I just fell in love. And I also wanted to be far enough from New York so that my mother couldn't visit me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. How did you I saw feel her do about that, that with my sister. My sister went to um, Stony Brook and she visited okay. her every month. And I was like, nope. No, that's too <laughs> nope, much. I got to leave the state. <laughs> too close for comfort. What's the name of the one you have on now, Tracy? Ankara Aviator. If you can look closely, we have an Ankara print on Absolutely. the table. Absolutely. I see that. And this is our that. number one men's selling sunglasses. They were in the Hollywood Reporter. Um, of course, women wear everything. But yes, yeah. these are made with men in mind, but um, they're beautiful chocolate brown. And when the light hits it, it's just amazing. But yes. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep asking for these names. Names mean, if you can't tell, I um, love names. You have so I'm going to keep asking. names for the glass. You do. Ankara Aviators. do. do. Oh, we should get a slew of them for some students at Morgan for homecoming. Okay. 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 Tosin. Oh, we have the right one for Morgan's homecoming. Tracy, did you put on the... Um, Kente, orange. Let's see. The blue. Do you have the Kente orange? I don't think I have Let's those in front it. of me. No. Okay. 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 We're we're gonna get up. We're gonna get our we hands on a pair Jesus. though. We have the Jesus. I see. The I see Nancy. Jesus Nancy's looking. I see I'm Nancy sure. looking. All of my glasses are right behind me, so that's easy enough for me to do. The star geese is a good too. That is perfect for homecoming. That they are blue and they have the Kente with the orange and it's blue. Yeah, that is perfect for homecoming at any year, at any time. Any so time, yes. yeah, any time, <laughs> any year, any time. That that speaks volumes. You are best friends, and um, friendships, marriages, you name it, get made in college. 
but you've also been best friends for 30 years. And um, I get to speak to students a lot who are going in and out of friendships. So I kind of want to hone in on that. How do these two amazing human beings who are friends and best friends at that stay lockstep working with each other so well? Yeah. And it doesn't hurt the friendship and doesn't hurt the relationship. I, I want you, I really do mean this, would love you to give our students, especially who are listening and Lord have mercy, you don't want to be on a college campus nowadays. My office is a therapy session all day long and it, it's, it's all friendship issues. And I'm slightly judging in my head sometimes, but never, never on my face. But I'm like, no, guys, you're going to get through this. I really do want you to give some tips on how you have maintained such a strong relationship through the years, if you don't mind. I would have to say that it starts with respect. That is the number one thing for me and accepting the person for who they are. Tracy knows all of my idiosyncrasies and I would have to say I know all of hers. And so it's almost like a marriage because we've been there for each other thick and thin. And I'm sure Tracy has other adjectives that could describe our friendship. But for me, it's those two things. It's definitely respect. And number two is acceptance of who you are, regardless, and the no judgment zone. And yeah, every in the back of your head, you may say, you know, oh, well, you know, she's a little crazy. But... <laughs> But we know who we are. And when you accept that, then you can move past all the stuff and, and never stay angry. It's almost the same. Like, don't go to bed angry. Don't stay angry. Talk Tracy, now. do you have anything else to add? I think everything she said is exact. I think you have to not be so hard on the other person. Um, what, what, the reason why there's conflict is because you expect somebody to do something that you would do. Or them to respond the way you would respond, but you have to realize they're a different person, right? And people's focuses are different. So I think over the years, and you show up for that person, right? So we've been married, we had divorces, we had kids, we had so new jobs, fired from jobs. I mean, our whole life we had so many things happen, and we've been there for each other. So at the end of the day, you have to just show up for that person. You don't have to even say anything. You just, you know, something happens that's sad, or something that happens that's happy, you show up. And that's what a friend is, right? You just show up. You're not judging the person. You're not saying you messed up or that's not right. You accept them for what they are, how it happened. They're upset. You're there. They're excited. You're there. You just show up for that person. And then you realize maybe you would have done it differently, but that's you. You can't put that on someone else. And then when you realize that, then you just keep going. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm going to take this excerpt and play it in class um, for a particular class that I'm thinking of where we talk about the, the true definition of friends, how to actually recognize and identify what a good friend is. And the fact that so many of our lifelong friendships get made in college, it actually is the right place to start discussing these things and not way, way past what was it about each other while you were at Morgan State University that made you say, I like this one? She had the same level of craziness as I did. The same <laughs> level of craziness. Okay. Okay. 
How yeah, about I, you, Tracy? I think when you're young, you when you're in college, you meet the person before husbands and wives, before the big jobs, you know, the C-suites, before you're making any type of money uh, personally. I don't know what your parents make, but, you know, so this is you at the core of who you are. And when you guys can, you know, hang out. I mean, me and Nancy were totally different. I mean, mm. believe me, um, we would, I would hang out. I would go to the clubs. I was drinking, having fun. Nancy didn't do any of that. And we were like, all right, she's a designated driver. We used her skills. <laughs> we were like, okay, if you're not going to be the one, we want to party. You're the, you're the designated driver. And we accepted her for that. We didn't yeah. put her down for it. We didn't yeah. tease her for it. We needed her for that. Absolutely. So we, we basically used each other's strengths. And like I said, being totally different, it's okay because you want to be able to kind of like, you know, but we just have, we just had fun. And like I said, we just showed up for each other. And I think that was, you know, I, I remember when Nancy got a car and uh, I always tell this story. This is when I knew we were best friends. She got a brand new car, didn't have, it was a stick. It was a stick I had ship. A, I had a five speed stick ship. Yeah. And, but she didn't have a license and she wanted to go visit her boyfriend. So she said, the judgment on my face. She had a car, no license. So I had the license, but I had to learn how to you drive. You know a stick. how to drive a stick. So I learned, she teaches me how to drive a stick, but she cannot drive the car. I drive, I can drive but I can't drive legally. Right. She has the license. So I learn in like 20 minutes and then I drive <laughs> with her to Virginia to see her boyfriend. Like that's, that's what friends do. Like that's, that's what I'm talking about. We just, we did yeah. the crazy stuff. Does Morgan feature consistently? as you have graduated, gone through different jobs. And when I say, does Morgan feature consistently? I think the question I'm really asking here is, what impact can you look back on and say, Morgan did this? Or Morgan made me this? Yeah, I would have to say that for me, one of the biggest things is confidence. You can learn about books and, you know, you can learn knowledge, but they taught you to be very proud. They taught you to know how to speak for yourself. My, our first year there, there was a sit-in that was led by Travis Mitchell, I believe his name is. And we had that sit-in and it taught us that you stand your ground when something is important to you. And also walk into a room and know that you belong and don't have fear. And I think all of those things are representative in what Tracy and I do and uphold today when we are in this big C that doesn't even have us included, right? We could, we're mm. in this ocean and here we are paddling and we're like, we're gonna, we're gonna make it. We don't care what that undercurrent is. We're gonna be there. We're gonna, we're here for the long, the longevity run, right? So um, that's what Morgan for me represents. It represents all of those things. And then on top of that, I learned about Carter G. Woodson. I learned so much about so many different people that it just made me the woman that I am today. How about you, Tracy? 100% everything Nancy said. Your HBCU gives you like a blanket. You know, you feel warm, you feel cozy, you feel safe. Um, you learn about your other historical, you know, greats. Uh, and then it teaches, like she said, the confidence. You know, I, I went straight from Morgan to graduate school and then 
down the road became a CFO, chief financial officer of several hospitals here in New York City. I would not have made it to the C-suite if I didn't have that Morgan love, that blanket, that base that says you could do anything. Don't let anyone stop you. You are just as smart. You belong. I never had, they use that term, imposter syndrome. Never had it because Morgan was like, you deserve to be there, right? So um, I never had that. I think we we were so lucky enough to get an opportunity to be on the Kelly Clarkson show and we got to go to Abu Dhabi. And in an interview, she said, was you scared? Was you nervous to be there? And I said, absolutely not. We were excited to meet those people, but we were not scared. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're not fearful of someone who makes more money or who may be a, a higher fame status. That that doesn't mean anything to us. I think it's the fact that, yes, we're here. We're, we're here with you. We got here by our hard work and our hard work got us here next to you. And this is why we're here and we're going to keep pushing. So I think it just gives you a level of confidence and security that you don't get when you go to another school because you're the minority, right? When you're the majority, this is your, this is your place. And that really makes a big difference. And I do see, you know, the kids today are a little bit more different. You know, I think they just have a different level of security because we've gave them so much stuff. Like my son, he's got it. He's great. Um, <laughs> but when you're back in those days, um, it was really hard for us to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, I was the first college graduate in my family. So to, to do that and still move forward, to move in you know, business, now to create our own business, to be here with you, Tosin, um, it's, it's just amazing. And I think Morgan has, HBCUs, Morgan State, they, they help you just say, you can do it. I get a, um, I get a sense of a self. I get a sense of, I think it's beyond confidence as I'm listening to you speak, a sense of just knowing who you are. And I get the sense that that blanket that you described helped solidify that and has grown. Um, I would be honored to stand with you in any room because I feel that some of that will just ooze around you. <laughs> both of you, as I listen to both of you talk, I, um, I, I hear confidence. I hear just a, a, a concrete knowledge of self. And, and I wish that upon all of us. And I wish that upon especially students going to HBCUs right now. And with that, what advice would you give them? And you can give that advice in the sense of what you would have told your, your college self or your freshman self, or just what you would want um, students at your HBCUs to know about their experience now. Because I, I, I meet them wanting to think about where you are and already seeing themselves there. Not in that, that manner of you should see yourself where you want to be, I get the sense that for many of them, they think it should happen right now without going through the journey that all of us have to take to get to wherever it is we're going to go. I'm going to stop talking. I apologize. What would you tell them? What would you tell students at Morgan State University and all HBCUs now about what they should cherish about their experience? I would say the one thing is don't rush it. <laughs> you know, I was rushing to be an adult and get that paycheck. And it robbed me, honestly, of my college experience because I was so busy trying to get out uh, when I actually could have done another year at Morgan, not undergrad, probably going to grad school, but I could have experienced that 
Um, and Tracy did. She went on to grad school right away. But I would honestly say find people like you just said, like how I found Tracy and I found my tribe. Because when you get older, you need those people to fall back on because you're going to have good times and you're going to have bad times. And one of the things I know about friends is that when everybody else walks out, the good friends walk in. And those are the people who are your bedrock, who stay with you no matter what through thick and thin. And those people, regardless, like Tracy's of the jobs, the marriages, the children, those are the people that are always going to be there. You're going to need that person in, in the middle of the night or whatever to take a trip with you. Stay steadfast with the people and the knowledge that you learn from college and hold on to it. Hold on to it dearly. I love that. I love that. Tracy. I would say just be present and no way when I was in Morgan in 1990, when I was there, <laughs> did I know what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. Right. I changed my major like twice. Actually, Nancy was like, what's your major in finance? You know, I, you know, you, you don't know who you want to be. So don't worry about getting out. Or what are you going to do five years from now or enjoy? I enjoyed my college experience. I made sure I made all my friends and, you know, who I'm still friends with to this day. So enjoy that. And then you build a network. And then once you leave and you decide, I'm going to try this position or I'm going to go here. If you need to reach back and call someone, oh, you know, John is working in this field or Nancy's working in this field. Or to, you know, you reach out to your friends and say, hey, can you get me an interview or something like that? But you don't know. When I was at Morgan, I did not know at all what I wanted to be when I grew up. I had some inkling. I knew what I liked. I know what I didn't like. But that was it. And I said, you know, I, I took drama classes. I took, I took everything because I didn't know. I would tell the college student, take every class, figure out what you like. Some of them already know what they want, but people who don't, take a drama class. Take a, I took a poli-sci, I was poli-sci, took a finance class, I took, a, I took everything. And that's how I knew what I wanted to do, what kind of areas I wanted to go into. I couldn't do drama, I was too nervous on the stage. So that wasn't good, I was not gonna be an actress. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't sing, so I was not gonna be a singer. But, She's got a know, really good singing voice. Guys. I, I couldn't hold a note, but you know, I was always good at finance and numbers and I was always good in politics and stuff like that. So just enjoy. I think the kids who are rushing to get out, don't rush. If you can stay another year, stay, if you, stay. you know, get, you know, do it because you have a long time to be grown yeah. all your life. Oh, you have a long time to pay bills. If you can stay inside and get that, you know, student loan deferment, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, finish this sentence for me. Because of my experience at my HBCU, I will not. I would not lose. Is that is that yours as well, Nancy? I was going to say I will not give up. Like, I will yeah. not give up. I will not give up and I will not lose. Wow, ladies. Um, I could talk to you forever, but I want you to share with us. Is there is there a project? I know there are a few more frames coming out, uh, more <laughs> than a few more frames coming out. But is there a project that either both of you are working on or that you're working on individually that you would love to bless our audience with knowing about? I'll let Tracy take that. 
So Vontel is an emerging brand and we're doing so much. We have been so lucky. We have a couple projects coming out uh, this Christmas. We have one, uh, we have a licensing agreement with 50 of Hip Hop. So we're gonna have a commemorative kind of graffiti glasses coming out. Uh, we also have our uh, Paw Patrol. We have a children's line with Nickelodeon. The movie's coming out in October. We will have those glasses out. Um, and soon we will be working with one of your most favorite HBCU uh, college uh, uh, fictitious college. The reason why I went to an HBCU is because of Different World and Hillman. And we're doing a commemorative pair of glasses with your famous Dwayne Wayne. So look out for some flip up special glasses coming soon. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Oh they my gosh, that is amazing. going to be amazing. Oh my yeah. God, that is going to be amazing. I'm getting a few, I don't, I, sh I should be embarrassed to say this, that I don't have a pair yet, but I'm, I'm ordering a pair almost immediately. I, and I think I'm going to add to that number for the Rwandas because I, Nancy's had them on the entire time. And it's because Tracy's actually, been our fashion plate. She's, she's been the model. She's been the model today. She has tried on not all 50, but quite, she's about to switch again. <laughs> she's switching lot. again, There's guys. She's switching again. Now she's going back to the beginning. She's going back to the beginning. In one, bless our audience, in one word or phrase, why do you love your HBCUs? Mm. It made me who I am today. It's home. It's home. I love that. We it's go homecoming home. every year. It's home. It's home. It's home. Ladies, I am the one that is honored to have been in conversation with you today. I hope many more people get to have a chat with you. You are so much fun. And I appreciate you for that. I really, really do. And to the audience watching and listening, thank you for tuning in to I Love My HBCU question mark. I hope that you have enjoyed this conversation with Nancy and Tracy of Vontel. I hope you get your hands on as many of their frames as possible. Tracy has modeled almost every single pair and they're gorgeous. <laughs> And I also hope that I have earned the pleasure of you subscribing to my podcast. I love my HBCU question mark. Yours and HBCU love. See you next episode. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to I love my HBCU question mark. Let's keep the conversation going as we share our stories and encourage more practical support of HBCUs, whilst, of course, holding each other accountable. Don't forget to follow and subscribe for the latest episodes. Until next time, love and lift your HBCU.